BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So you posted a reel. I don't know if it was for your podcast or someone else's, but Dear Media posted it too, where you were talking about how you didn't connect to your first pregnancy versus your second mm-hmm. one and like having the evidence. And I was watching it and I was like, I think I, like I almost messaged you. I was like, I think I actually said this verbatim like to my therapist yesterday because I was like, I don't have evidence. Like it's been so hard to connect to it. Like I'm connecting more now because she's like beating the shit out of my stomach. And I'm like, oh, you're a thing in there. But it's like you're real. Yeah. I'm like, there's something in there that's like not my body. Like there's a foreign object in there for sure. But like the way you described it, I was like, that is verbatim almost like besides the second child part, like how I described it to my therapist. (laughs) Well, it's funny. The first pregnancy, I, I was yours a surprise pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. So it was mine both. Yeah. And I think that played into it because it just threw me for such a loop. Right. And it just happened. Like it wasn't as if I was going into it being like, okay, I'm prepared for this. I'm ready. Let's go. And all of that, it just happened. And then all of a sudden, one day I took a test and everything changed. And for me, I just hated being pregnant. I'm trying to like lean into the parts that are (laughs) enjoyable. But like, it's, you know, two things can coexist. Conflicting emotions can coexist at once. You can be really grateful and also just not enjoy the experience. And so my first trimester just fucking sucked the first time around and this time around. And even the second trimester, I had this like four week honeymoon phase. And then I was back to being like, (laughs) I hate this. And I just felt so disconnected from myself, my body, my brain. I struggle really intensely mentally during pregnancy. The first time around was very anxiety inducing. This time has been very depressive. And I just quite honestly felt like it was a virus inside of me. Like I just could not connect Once I had him, and I know this actually doesn't happen for everyone. So, you know, if it doesn't happen for you, that's also okay. There are plenty of women who don't experience the connection instantaneously, but I personally did. So now, especially he's two, I feel so insanely connected to him. He is the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me. He's my favorite human on this planet. When I got this test 
this time around and it was positive, immediately I felt more connected because I was like, oh, I know what's in here. I know Mm. what's on the other side. I know these feelings. I can conceptualize the love. Obviously, I have fears and worries about many things, but it was this interesting moment for me to compare and contrast the two because it has felt very different. Yeah, it's like I don't have the at like little shred of like conceptualizing it or whatever. I just have like the romanticized idea and like other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that everyone always tells you is like everyone's experience is so different. So it's almost like I can't even attach myself to like what it might be like based off someone else because I know that it's going to be so unique to me. So it's like I, I, you know, I watched my friend. She just had her first baby like a week ago and she's just like absolutely crushing it. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely not attaching myself to that because it is (laughs) so unrealistic. She literally was like pushed for 15 minutes, one stitch home the next morning, like out on a walk. And I was like, you're I already knew you were a psychopath, but like you're a psychopath, like could not be me. And I was super depressive, super anxious in the first. And I was always terrified of postpartum depression, just like being Mm -hmm. a depressive girly. And then the first, that's why the first trimester, I was like, why did no one tell me about this? Like no one talks about it. Now it's like, you know, I see it everywhere. Cause like I've talked about it and you know, it just like yeah. comes at you. But I'm curious too, like how would, cause like they call it, don't they call it like the fourth trimester? Cause like you have like it is, totally. the evidence. So like, what is like that? Like considering like, that's like, <sighs> I'm going to like really just let myself have it. Like I'm six weeks ahead of you. Like I am farther <laughs> along in my pregnancy than you like, ha ha ha. Cause everyone else is ahead of me and I hate my life. So I'm going to take that W but you've already done it before. So like, what is like the fourth, what was the fourth trimester like? Okay. So for me, my fourth trimester, it's, it's fucking emotional for everyone. Like no matter what your hormones are through the roof, you're on a roller coaster ride, whether you choose to breast milk, like breastfeed or pump or not, you're still just dealing with a bunch of hormones. That's just an added one if you choose to do so. So for me, it was definitely emotional Mm. and I struggled a lot with the identity shift of like, I'm not a mom to I'm a mom, Mm. which I'm hoping I won't this time around since I've now spent the past two years being a mom and have really leaned into that identity. But I would say my fourth trimester, which is technically they call it like the three months postpartum. Mm -hmm. It was it's really survival mode. And like for me, it was just my husband and my son, our son and I in our apartment. We didn't have anyone helping us. So we were just very like team oriented. Everyone just has to shit, eat and sleep. And like, that's the goal. If we shower, that's a win. And I was able to like thrive, not thrive. I was able to survive in Mm. that world because it was so focused on him and this new world. I personally struggled more when I tried to reenter my Mm. past life and the outside world around month like four-ish. I think my hardest months were like four, five, six. And that was really difficult for me because I was trying to return to work. I was trying to return to my life. I was trying to do the things that I was doing before I had a kid as if it was ever going to be the same. And it's just not like you can obviously have a life outside of your child and you can still do things. However, it's not the same as it once was. And I just had a really hard time with that 
concept and mm. like letting go of that and stepping into the new role and new lifestyle. So I struggled with postpartum depression around months like four, five, six. Mm. When I stopped breastfeeding, that really helped. I increased my medication. You know, we can talk about all of those things. But the fourth trimester is just it's a it's a wild ride, I will say. I definitely had postpartum anxiety in that like actual fourth trimester where I had a lot of intrusive thoughts. I don't know if you've ever experienced mm-hmm. those, but mine came on heavy when I was freshly postpartum. But it's also just like what I really want to try and do this time around, which is obviously going to be difficult with a toddler, but I really want to implement better boundaries in terms of work and the outside world and all of that to lean into the moments because like you're never going to get that time back. Mm. And I felt like I did on some level, but then on another level, I was like rushing to get through that period. I was like, oh, I just can't wait until he sleeps through the night or I can't wait until X, Y, Z. And I mean, there's nothing better than the newborn naps and like cuddles. (laughs) Is hiring a challenge? Yes. Do you love a challenge? Also, yes. You need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge and you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They're going to streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you to match candidates. And with their instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I personally love about Indeed is that it really does make hiring all in one place so easy because the candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to actually apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. So they're going to get you one step closer to hire by immediately just matching you with quality candidates. And it's really doing the hard work for you. They're showing you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can just hire faster. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform that delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com mood. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash mood. Just go to Indeed.com slash mood and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash mood. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You guys know I am the biggest article girly ever. And if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what article is, it's my favorite way to get furniture between quality, style, shipping, everything. Oh my gosh, you guys. The process and excitement is unmatched. I've ordered from Article a bajillion times and not even because they sponsor this podcast. I love them because they believe in delightful designs for every home. And thanks to their online only model, they have some really delightful prices too. So they have a curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs that really is going to make your furniture shopping experience simple. And if you're kind of playing around with different styles or maybe like, oh, I want a clean room over here that's really coastal, but I want an industrial little man cave. Like they really do have everything. Their designers are all about 
finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. So you can trust every single thing you're seeing. I'm always the most impressed with the quality and price because I find stuff that is just like so cute. And then you expect it to be a bajillion dollars and it's not, but it comes in and it looks and feels and lasts like it is. They're really dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and looks good doing it. I've had outdoor furniture, indoor furniture, the whole works. I can't recommend it enough. And they offer fast and affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. So if you're really impatient like me, they won't leave you waiting around. You get to pick the delivery time. They're going to send you updates every step of the way. And their knowledge customer care team is there when you need them to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free, which it has always been for me. Even if there was like a little glitch, boom, reached out to customer service, problem solved, done, fixed the next day. Articles offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Whether you need something big or small, trust me, head over to claim and visit article.com slash mood and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash mood for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy because it's always like uh, the next thing of like, oh, well, Always. I can't wait for the first trimester to be over. Okay. But like now I can't wait to get past viability. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I can't be, wait to be like in the thirties of the weeks because now I'm like 20, the 20. Down. Yeah. I'm like the twenties aren't good enough for me anymore. I'm like two weeks. I'll be in the 30. It's like always the fucking next thing. And it's just me constantly future tripping. But I think that that it's actually funny. I think since, you know, like, like you said, how it happened for you later and it had a lot to do with work. Like, my entire identity as well, or maybe similarly to you, has been revolved around work um, my whole life. I didn't even go to college. I've been just working. And I guess like I'm almost like not afraid just because it's like I've been doing the same thing for so long. So I'm curious as someone who's kind of, you know, in like a similar the similar world of influencing and just creative and whatever. Did you find that you were kind of like shifting what you were like interested in and maybe like sharing more of that? Or do you like, where is it like, okay, freckled foodie, pause, mom, separate, back to freckled foodie, or like, have you merged them? It's a really confusing. It's something <laughs> I'm still navigating two years later. For me, I was so like, I will not become a mommy blogger. I don't know why. I was like That's adamant was against too. that. And then for me, I really... During pregnancy, there was a shift in my content because A, like it was food focused, sure, in the beginning. When I first started my account, it was very food focused. And then it became a little bit more mental health. Mm. And then when I became pregnant, I A, was just disgusted by food. Yeah. So like I wasn't interested in making recipes or anything. But B, I was experiencing all these things that I had never really seen people talk about. This was, I guess now, three years ago. Yeah. And all I felt like I was seeing were these beautiful pregnant woman who felt so empowered and gorgeous and loved it. And I felt none of those things. So I started the series of what the fuck is happening to my body where I was doing every two weeks, like really just laying out all of the in 
the insane symptoms that I had never even heard about from like the worst BO I could have ever experienced to the chin acne, to the extra hair, to the crazy dreams, all of those things. And I think that untapped a new group within my community of mm. like people who were pregnant around the same time. And then I was sharing more and more about my pregnancy. And then obviously after having a child, the mental health aspect of it all was a huge pillar of my content. And so the content has definitely shifted. You know, mm. now it's interesting. I think my demographic is like kind of split between moms or pregnant and then like not at all, but just somehow find me interesting. <laughs> and so the content definitely shifted. But for me, I did implement a boundary personally where I was able to kind of divide my personal life and my work life where I don't share my son's face online. So that has allowed me to kind of like step into my mom role when I'm mm. with him. I'm not worried about getting content. I'm focused fully on him like he is my job. And then when I step into my work role, it's more about like, sure, I'm sharing what I'm experiencing parenting, but less focused on him, if that right. makes sense. Totally. And it's confusing and I'm navigating it differently every day. And, you know, obviously it also depends on what your plan is with help and assistance and childcare and all of this. And for me, it's kind of laid out where I have three days with childcare. So like those are my work days. And then the other days I am like full-time mom mode. And if I happen to get a few things in for work, then that's a win. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, you keep mentioning boundaries and I am always like so curious as to especially mom boundaries because it's like you have like your child then you have like your mental health and you have your partner and I feel like everyone's always like how to deal with becoming a new mom and you know like what you're gonna need for breastfeeding what you're gonna need for clothes what you're gonna need for self-care and it's never like what you're gonna need with your partner and what you're gonna need for the boundaries with work and the boundaries with the baby and I'm curious, too, if like your boundaries were you were good at boundaries, I guess, before getting your like positive pregnancy test or if you've had to like learn boundaries. No, I was not good at boundaries. I'm still not good at them. <laughs> I'm really working on them. I had no boundaries. And then when I had my, Liam, my son, that really like shifted my mindset a bit where for me, it's like a protectiveness, right? Like mm. that's the number one thing I'm protective over and it's sacred to me. And so I have been better about implementing boundaries around him, my family, you know, meaning me and my husband, but also my extended family, my in-laws, like just more, not everything needs to be shared. I also think with that, I had grown over the past two years. So like I saw things that I was like, wow, okay, now there are more eyes and not everyone's that nice. So <laughs> for me, boundaries have been important, but I'm really still actively constantly working on them. And whether that means leaving, literally leaving my phone in another room while I'm playing with mm. my son, which sounds so insane that like it's that hard to do, but it really is as a parent hard to like concentrate solely on your child when you're playing because there are 10,000 other things happening in your brain and you just want to grab your phone and like start doing them. So we try to leave our phones in the other room when we are actively with him so that we can be present. But also when you say like, you know, making time for your partner and all that, look, it is really fucking hard during the postpartum. It's a whole new test of a relationship. 
I say this all the time and we talk about this all the time. We're like, we've been together since we were 16. So we've Mm. gone through many phases of our relationship and the postpartum one being like a whole new untapping of team mentality and love for each other, but also like really having to make an effort to spend time with one another because it's so easy to just at the end of the day, like sit on the couch and be next to each other, but not be with each Mm -hmm. other, if that makes sense. And we actually did implement, I saw it on a TikTok, this girl, Rosie, I forget her actual handle, but it's Rosie something. She had said this TikTok where her and her partner dedicate two date nights a month and one's inside the house, one's outside the house and you're in charge of planning one and the other's in charge of planning Mm -hmm. the other. And then the next month you swap and there's surprises. We did that. We actually have been so bad about it since we moved. (laughs) I got pregnant, but we're trying to do it again. And that like really helped us prioritize our relationship, which seems so silly. It's two nights a month, but it really does make a difference. Well, yeah, because like time flies too. And it's like, flies. like a month seems like so long. It's like only two, but then all of a sudden it's literally almost July. It's, it's like every other week. Yeah. So, like I'm, the, I mean. I'm, yeah, like, I'm the type of person that's like my due date's essentially tomorrow. Like at this rate, like I should be, I took the pregnancy test and thought that I should start packing a hospital bag. I was like, I'm just, <laughs> my trauma response was like, oh shit, like shit's hitting the fan. Like we gotta go. So I've definitely learned patience. I'm learning boundaries. But I was thinking even yesterday of like, you you know, you see all these like new mom groups and like new mom TikToks and so and like no one talks about like being a new dad. And like maybe that's just like me trying to like be a good partner and like be a, like set a good example for like our daughter and stuff too. But I just find it so interesting of like the only really niche like things it's like date nights and making fun of men on TikTok, which like, listen, I'm all here for like, I'm always like, look at this one. (laughs) Like you suck. Like I'm a superhero, but I'm like, I definitely need to like work on being like a little like nicer, but I just have like no expectation of like, I'm just very confused of like, I've never seen it in my real life. So it's like, I'm extra confused, you know? Yeah. I think a, it's just like majority of the creators are female. Right. That's what they're talking about. They can't really share the, the, lived experience of like this is what it was like to be a new dad right there are some but like a majority of the creators are female and b as a female majority of the content i consume it are females totally i do think one of the most important things and i've talked about this a lot on my show and on my platform is the division of labor Mm. we are huge proponents of this i am you know he was already hyper, my husband hyper involved with stuff around the house. But especially when we had a kid, it was like, okay, we need to be very clear about who's owns, who owns what task. Because Mm. unfortunately, as the person who's giving birth, like a lot of it does just naturally fall on you, especially if you choose to breastfeed. So we sat down and there's a card game called Fair Play at Home, I think. It's on Amazon. Ooh. And it is so helpful. It's cards that are literally each one is like a task. And you go through the deck and you see like what's relevant to your household. You know, there are ones for a pet, if you have a pet, all these things. Then we went through and said like, who does what? Because I felt, especially in the beginning, like I was doing so much, mm-hmm. but a lot of my work around the family and house was less tangible than his. Like Mm. you can see when a dishwasher is emptied, but you're not thinking about the 10,000 things that have to do with a baby at all times. And this deck really helped a like visually see how many tasks I owned. 
But then B, you separate them and you're like, you own that task. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It is yours. So there are tasks that he fully owns. I never have to worry about them. And there are tasks I own that he never has to worry about. But I think, unfortunately, a lot just fall on the female. And so without having these like active conversations and really sitting down to discuss it, it can be incredibly overwhelming. And then you start to resent your partner, which fucking sucks. Yeah. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon. But what about like the whole being pregnant part? You know, like that's important too. For the most important time of my life, I chose Ritual, essential for women prenatal. It's made traceable. It's vegan, bioavailable, clinically studied. And it's actually for before and during pregnancy. So you're all covered. My favorite part was obviously that I got it in citrus. So when I was taking it, it's really designed to be gentle on the stomach so you can take when you want with or without food. But it also just makes the taking it part more enjoyable. It's only two capsules. They taste really good, whether you're citrus or mint. And it's really great, especially in the first like half of your pregnancy where you have kind of an upset stomach. So it's super, super gentle. They have a delayed release capsule. So it's going to dissolve later in the small intestine, which is an ideal place to absorb the nutrients. So, you know, everything's really getting to your baby which is high quality formulation with nature identical choline, clinically studied methylated folate. Those are two things that you're going to hear a lot about that you need when you're becoming a mama and also sustainably sourced omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development during pregnancy. And the folate is to support baby's neural tube development before and during pregnancy. 100% pregnancy recommendation stamped with approval by LE is Ritual's Essential Multivitamin for Women Prenatal. Why settle for a multivitamin you're just not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash mood to start ritual or add essential for woman prenatal to your subscription today. Whether it's the engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate, a win sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that the stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? From Canada to Africa to Australia, the impact of the natural diamond industry is huge, providing health care, building schools, and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and New York City combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so many more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
I love I love how that's like actually like extremely tangible, you know? Yes. It's like I visual, love tangible. it's tangible. It's something that's like so simple and just like even like proactive. You could be proactive about it too. Totally. And like obviously you have to learn as you go. And we talked in the beginning, like everything's so unique. And I guess that kind of just brings me to to like one of the main things. Do you think that sharing your experience and then obviously the world that we live in is has helped your if you ever struggle with this, like comparing yourself to other moms and with the way other things happen? Like, do you think that like being vulnerable is like maybe you're connecting with people in a different way or like you just are like, I don't really care how other people are being moms. <laughs> Twofold. First, I've always been a bit of like a, every, like I, everything's on the table. Like the second you meet me before this was my job, mm. I would just lay it all out there. I'm like, I'll, there's no such thing as TMI to me. Some people are like, oh, you're so vulnerable. I'm like, I'm not vulnerable. I just don't know how to keep my fucking mouth (laughs) shut. So for me, that's how I always was. I do think with our work, it's partially self-serving because when I feel isolated by emotions and then I share about them and then I get all these DMs that are like, oh my God, I feel the same (laughs) way. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm not losing my fucking mind and on my own here. But simultaneously, that's why I share because I know I've had very dark moments of my life where I feel incredibly isolated and alone. And in reality, no one ever is. It's just, we're not always sharing how we feel honestly with people. And if I can help one person out there who feels alone or less than or depressed over something and in some way me sharing my experience that resonates with them helps them, then that's a huge win for me. So it's twofold on why I share. But I also think, and now I'm forgetting the second point, hello, pregnancy brain. Oh, there yeah. was a part <laughs> of your thing that I was like, oh, this is a really important point. And now I comparing can't remember. Comparing to other moms. Oh, thank you. Comparing to other moms. Okay. This is a very interesting thing to me. I do not feel mom guilt or compared to other moms, which is really fascinating because I am a hugely comparative person and competitive. But for me, I feel very confident and I want to be very clear when I say this. This is not like a brag being like, I'm the best mom ever. I think I am the best possible mom in the world for my son. Mm. I am so confident in my role as his mom. Could I go and parent my friend's kid or my sister's kid or whatever perfectly? Absolutely not. But for my son, I am his the best mom possible. So I don't compare myself to other moms. Like if another mom is doing something, I'm like, that is great for you. We're all going to do things differently. Like rock on sister. However, I do compare a ton with work. So like, Mm. I think me sharing hopefully helps people compare less, but I also get messages that are like, I love this for you and I'm jealous. And I think that's just unfortunately the nature of the world we live in. And if you are ever feeling that like comparative, competitive part of you that I feel when it comes to work, it's way more about yourself than the person you're comparing to. Like you need to sit down and be like, why is that bothering me? Like Mm. why... Why is that triggering me? Why is that making me comparative? What is it about this person that's like sparking that in me? Yeah, that's actually genuinely such like a good prompt to even like make it tangible now that I have that word stuck in my head of (laughs) like now I'm like hyper fixating on tangible. But I actually love that because you can like actually figure out like what's going and make it so not about them. Because it's true. Like when I like 
think of the work thing, it's like I just it's more of like the ego and the facade for me. It's like, do totally. I miss, do I miss working as hard? No, I feel like shit. I hate being pregnant. But it's like I miss be having stuff to post and make it look like I'm like cool and like doing shit, <laughs> which is like really like not the point of work. But I mean, that's where I'm at. But I really I think the tangible to go back to that to hyperfixate some more. Is there any other tangible like piece of advice for like maybe those who are like about to go into pregnancy in pregnancy and like the new mom, like maybe like the main takeaways as someone who's like already been through it all, even though you're doing mm-hmm. it again. And I'm sure it's like yeah. probably slightly different. I don't know. It is. I mean, this one, I just like can't focus on it as much. Like I literally have no concept of how many weeks I am. I almost <laughs> forgot to book my anatomy scan. They called me and they were like, we need to see within the next two days, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Whereas the first Goals. I knew like down to <laughs> yeah. the day, but you just can't, you're focusing on a toddler. Like there's just no room mm. in your brain. So I think for the person who is about to embark on pregnancy or is in very early stages, my biggest thing is like surrender. And I'm constantly trying to tell myself this every day. You have to understand that your body is literally creating a human life and you are working at such a lower capacity in all aspects of your life. And just to give yourself grace, I really think I was actually speaking about this with someone in my DMs the other day because my therapist has told me this and she was telling me that hers had you can't even think about your pregnant self and your non-pregnant self as the same person. They are Mm. two different people. Because I would get very comparative where I'm like, well, typically I'm doing this in a week or this in a day and this with work and God, I miss this aspect of my life. But it's just not reality to ever expect that you will be the same type of person when your body is creating like eyebrows and a spine and (laughs) eyeballs and all the things that go into making a human. So that would be my biggest advice for like the pregnancy person Mm -hmm. or the pregnant person. When it comes to postpartum, I really think that the mantra I continue to lean on, and this also goes for pregnancy, is that everything is temporary. In postpartum, everything felt so permanent. When he first wasn't sleeping or we couldn't get a latch or there were there was a rash or like then the schedule changes and you're trying to adapt to naps and all these things, like it all felt so permanent. And I'm like, this is my life forever. And now being on the other side of it, it's hopefully it's reassuring. And I'm hoping that this postpartum will be a very different experience because I know that it's not forever. I have the evidence like it really is temporary, but it's very easy when you're in this bubble of postpartum to convince yourself that it's never going to change. Yeah. It's like when you're in it, you're in it and you're like, fuck the evidence. Like you're like, give me, I'll realize that in hindsight, obviously, like right now it's it's not temporary. Like that's going to be me. I'm going to be like, she said it was temporary. Well, yeah, but she, <laughs> she, she also said like get full psycho, but I'm so excited that like we now have you as in we, as in myself and then all the other pregnant girlies out there you can as like a resource because I like love watching your content and it makes me feel so much more sane. And I feel like I'm Thank just watching you. like a version of myself with more freckles because I am actually very freckly. I know, you've got a lot. I know. Yeah. I put the blur feature on though. So, you know. Well, we're... I think mine like naturally blurs me because I don't even have Yeah, I can't even here. see any. Like we both look like we don't have freckles. But yeah. now I'm just like so excited that I can just share your profile and just stalk you and make myself feel like less of a crazy <laughs> person because I, I almost feel like 
I can't believe I the next time I get pregnant, it's like I'm going to be in your situation, like with a toddler or something, obviously, because I'm pregnant right now. Because I'm like, oh, I wish I could just like do it all again now that I have all of this like evidence and wisdom and like hindsight. And it's like, nope, like, no, it is what it no. is. You fucked up for this many months. You got two months left. So you're so close to the finish line. Oh, my God. You're so close. I can I can feel it. I can taste it. I can. Yeah, I'm just so close to being there. I'm so excited. And then we'll have a whole new slew of issues to unpack. And so you'll have to come back on the podcast for that. <laughs> But are you struggling sleeping? I'm just starting to. Yes. In okay. Because like I will weeks. say like, there's nothing that pisses me off more and makes me want to punch someone in the face than when moms are like, well, just wait, just wait until this. I'm like, you motherfucker. So I am like the anti just wait. And for me, whenever people are like, well, get the rest now, because just wait till you have a newborn. I just want to tell anyone who <laughs> hears that, that as someone and I say this, I did not have a night nurse. Like I was in the fucking throes of it. I slept better with a newborn than I did pregnant in my third trimester. That's how so, I feel like I'm going to be. Like I can look, feel it in my bones. This is what it is. Someone actually commented this on my TikTok and I've never heard a better explanation. When you're sleeping postpartum, you're filling up a bowl with a cup. So like a cup of water. Mm -hmm. You're slowly getting in these like, three hour windows, hopefully. And you're like napping when the baby naps, all that. Sleeping pregnant is like trying to fill up a colander with a <laughs> cup of water because no matter how much water you pour in, it is just seeping out of you. Yeah. You are still tired. Like no matter how long I nap, I wake up even more tired. You just never feel rested. Yes. So that's my other big thing for well i just like, i mean i'm like there. a big um hater of the just wait in general because i'm just hate, like hate, congratulations hate. like you've experienced it and you're like you're trying to like project something onto me i'm like fuck off like it makes i don't me so care angry. and that's why i'm like, literally like nervous to go meet my friend's newborns tomorrow because they're gonna be like look at my nipples you just wait and i'm gonna be like Okay, like I do want to see your nipple, but also like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I really try so hard with people who are in different phases. Like for me, the, the thing that it triggers in me is that I feel like they're not validating my emotions. And mm. I don't know why that makes me so angry. So I try to really validate everyone's experience where I'm like, mm. you, like my girlfriend on the phone the other day was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. And she's like, sorry, I shouldn't say that to someone who's pregnant. I'm like, you're allowed to be tired. I don't mm. eat up all the tiredness in the world. Right. Like just because I'm pregnant does not mean you can not also be tired. Yeah. Um, like but see, my friends are the opposite. We always joke like, you're tired. I'm like we've been doing it since high school so now that we're like pregnant people it's just like 10 times worse but I'm the same way I'm like you're allowed to like not be okay like I'm just not okay in a different way thank you so much for being on mood maternity leave with me I will be listening to this back as I'm hopefully getting a real strong latch Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.